I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Jay, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Doing good. You know, it was a a really chill week. A little tired, but overall, I can't complain. I can't complain. What about you? Same. Um, This week was pretty chill. Had a lot of work projects that I was working on kind of solo and... Yeah, now it's the weekend. That's my favorite part about the summer is that like the weekend, the weekend just kind of all flow together. And even though like I'm still at work, work is fun in the summer. So it doesn't really feel like crazy or anything. So it's really nice. I will say I do miss that about teaching, having a summer where you do absolutely nothing and still get paid. I do miss that. I do miss that. Um, but that's about it. That's about it. You know, I love, I love my job. Love my job. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer is good, but you know, obviously the school year is a lot, so it's deserved just, summer break. I'm, right. I'm just enjoying it while I can. Yeah. Cause it'll be over before you know it. Right. Ugh. But anyway, so I'm excited to get into this episode. I haven't watched it obviously in a while. And so I kind <laughs> of forgot what was coming. Um, but I did remember that it is the first of many Vanderpump Rules episodes about pride. And so I'm super excited. And it's also very appropriate as we are getting ready to close out Pride Month that we get to talk about it during Pride. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. So as we open the episode, we are at Sir Lisa's kind of coming in. We're kind of seeing people there kind of earlier in the day. So after Lisa initially talks about how she manipulated this deal for the restaurant about how they split the work among the owners, um, Lisa pitches the idea of having a float in the pride parade. Let me ask a question because I didn't, I don't think I realized this in all the times that I've rewatched it. So Sir was originally Guillermo and Natalie's independently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they owned it. Um, and then Lisa and Kim came in and like, I guess, help with financial backing maybe, and maybe change like the design and stuff, I guess. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That, that clicked for me when I was rewatching episode two, I was like, oh, okay. Because when Lisa is talking to him about wanting to do this gay pride, um, float, Mm -hmm. space is just like, can we not? Are you right? He's like, we've never done this. Never had to do this. Why are we doing this now? But you know what? She's a fucking genius because A, and you all will come to see Lisa is like a gay icon. Um, I would say probably at this point, like worldwide, but especially at this point in California, she was huge. And she ends up later on going to like Marshall, one of the gay pride parades in California. And so I think she was really trying to like come out as an advocate of the community, which I a hundred percent support. Um, and so 
it's just really interesting to kind of see that this is where the inception of the idea came from. Because I also wonder, are there any other restaurants or were there at the time that had floats in the Great Pride Parade? You know, like, did the Abbey have one or other folks? I don't know. I'm just very intrigued by that. But what were your initial thoughts when you heard that that's something she wanted to do? I mean, it made sense because they're in, well, I don't, know about LA, like the different areas of LA. But I guess as you continue to watch the different seasons and understanding that West Hollywood is like the epicenter of the gay community, I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, Guillermo, you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> Not Lisa. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I totally agree. I am all for it. And so we then move over to Katie and Stassi discussing her relationship with Jax, which, whew, yeah, it's a lot. Um, it just seems pretty, like, fucked at this point. Like, the fact that the second that she sees Jax, she immediately tries to pick a fight with him about him having left her at home to come to work. Like, girl, what? That's the first thing that you're going to say to your boyfriend while you're at work? Like, I mean, A, I get it. I too would be pissed if he like left me sleeping and knew I had to be at work and we were supposed to go together or whatever. But then on the other side, I'm like, bitch, don't you have a car? Right. But then like, what's going on? Now that you say that, it's like Stassi looks at Jax like he's the color red and she's the bull. And you know those little bullfighting cars? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> red flag. Like a red flag. Like, attack. That is a red flag. That is her every time, every time she sees Jax this whole season. Yeah. 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 100%. And so. Which it is fucked up though. Funny. Like even if I did have my own car, it's LA. I'm sure traffic is a bitch. I don't care how close True. you live there. If it's not walking distance, True. we were right. supposed to be there at the same fucking time and you left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And see, that's why I was saying last time that I feel like Jax does these things low key that make her mad. And then he's like, why are you having such a big reaction? And she's like, because you keep fucking up all the time. Like, that is why I'm having the reaction I'm having, my guy. Like, come on. So do we think that Jax was trying to get Stassi to break up with him. Was he self-sabotaging by doing these things? Or do you think he's just stupid? I've never thought about it until you said what you just said, but. Knowing what we find out later and how, I don't remember how much later we find this out, but I remember at one point that I think it's Stassi who says that Jax has never ended a relationship before. That's true. That it's always been the other person. And so maybe. Could have been. I could totally see that. So yeah, I feel like that's a hundred percent what could be happening right here. Um, but anyways, so they're into this whole argument. Obviously, it does not get resolved and they go their separate ways. And so then we kind of move over into Stasi and her confessional, kind of breaking down the relationship even more and talking more about the dynamic and how she's basically footing the bill for literally everything when she is 23 and he's 33. Just process that for a second he's literally 10 years older from older than her and doesn't have his act together it's insane like giving him somewhere to live and helping him get the job at sir like Jax, what were you doing like i don't even but also at the same time i could see a situation where if i was younger and i really thought that i liked this person and wanted to be with them long term that i would just like deal with those things and it would be fine 
But knowing the person that I am now, there's no way in hell that I would be like, oh, yes, hun, you can live with me for free and let me get you a job and like, da 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 da. Like, absolutely not. Just, there's just absolutely no way. Um, and so we kind of finished that part of her, again, breakdown of their relationship dynamic. And then we kind of come back into Sir, and then Lisa comes over and she's talking about how like aggravated she gets about her staffing and relationships together. And then basically she yells at Jax about the fact that he and Stassi got into an argument um, and then doesn't talk to Stassi about it. I'm just kind of like, hmm, I just wonder why. That's so interesting. That's funny because this morning I was doing another rewatch just to make sure I have, you know, all the details together. And Michael, my partner, was listening or he was in the room while I was watching it. And he was like, okay, but she didn't just go yell at the girl who just came over here and started the argument. Like, it's not his fault. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That is true. It is true. But it's just so much easier to like rag on Jax. And then Lisa explained too, like she has... She feels this level of what's the word loyalty to yeah. Stassi because she's known Stassi longer. And Stassi's a friend of her daughter's, so mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I get that, but also like at the end of the day, they're both your employees, right. <laughs> and so you can have like a corrective conversation with both of them. It doesn't need to just be one or the other. For sure, for sure, because the way that the editing was done, it made it seem as though she was listening to the whole interaction right. between Stassi and Jax. Exactly. So as the owner of this business, I would also think, yes, interject. But mm-hmm. then also, we don't know if she just, you know, for the show, just wanted to let it play out. I don't know. Also, the customers, I don't think I've ever realized that yeah. you were sitting there. Just like, watching it all go down. Like, like, what the fuck? And this was before the show was even on air. So I'm sure yeah. that what is this that they're filming is this yep. the that they were looking for <laughs> right right because i know i would have been like wait what is going what? on right. you call the police? yeah so uh-huh. but after that scene we fast forward into the next scene with sheena and her mother erica at a tattoo shop and it appears to be that they are getting tattoos at matching tattoos as a belated mother's day gift which mm-hmm. is- this is probably one of the only times that I agree with something that Sheena has done because <laughs> I would do the exact same for my mom or with my mom. So there's that. But it's funny to me that in the opening of this scene, Sheena <laughs> says that her best quality, the quality that her mom says is a good and a bad quality is that she doesn't give a fuck what people think about her. I she is thought. such a liar. <laughs> I literally had to pause and rewind like five times. Like, wait a minute. She mm-hmm. saying she doesn't care what people think about her because bitch still to this day, we have not seen you not give a fuck about what people think, say, how they treat you, whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's very questionable. Like at one point in your life, was that actually true? Do you carry yourself in the way that you think that that's how you're coming off that you don't give a fuck? Because if so, yeah, no. If you had this whole conversation with Stassi in episode one about how you just want her to give you a chance because you made a mistake and blah, 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 blah. But like, you don't care what she thinks about you. Like, are you serious? And in that same conversation, <laughs> like, I'm sure it didn't happen back to back, like how they produced it. Right. But- I mean, it was in the same setting. In that same conversation, she turns to her mom and is talking about how she's concerned about being hazed because she's the new girl. Right. If I don't give a fuck what people think about me, you could try to quote unquote bully me all you want, bitch. 
I give zero fucks. So mm-hmm. giving zero fucks doesn't give people the power to treat you the way that they have treated you. For, I mean, I won't say for the whole 10 seasons, but for at Basically. least eight of the 10. <laughs> Basically all 10. And all you have done is like time after time after time. You're doing mm-hmm. things just like later in this episode that we're going to talk about. You're still doing things to try to get these people approval. It's right. Crazy, but And I'm like, just actually don't give a fuck. And then they may want to like entertain you. Or if they don't, then if you, you just say, I don't care, it is what it is. And you just move right. on with your day. Exactly. Exactly. And so at the end of this scene, that was, that was pretty much the scene. I don't think there were many other highlights in that, but at the end of the scene, something that I thought was mm-hmm. weird. And I was like, Hmm, is this a white people thing? Or is it, I don't know. I don't see many black people do it, but like with white people and their, their parents and their kids and they kiss each other on the mouth, like even mm-hmm. as adults, I think that's mm-hmm. really strange. And I know recently who, who is, um, uh, Spice Girls, Posh Spice, mm-hmm. Victoria Beckham. Yes, her husband. He just Save got it. a lot of shit recently um, yeah. for kissing his little girl in the mouth. Like it's just, and he was like, "Well, that's just how I was raised. Like that's that's what we do. The people we love, we kiss them on the mouth." And I'm just like, eh. I don't know. It kind of makes me cringe. What do you think? I agree. I don't know if I have any friends that do that, white or not. Oh, okay. um, now, it's not to say that they don't. Maybe yeah. it's just something you do in private. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I definitely can say the people of color that I know don't do that at all. Like, I might kiss my mom on the cheek, but like, that's the extent of it. And I definitely would not be kissing my dad like that. Absolutely. I don't give him a kiss in general, but yes, right. <laughs> well, that's different because you know. I might give him like a nice little like side hug. That's about <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was strange. That might be something that might be a question that we ask the listeners. Like, is this something that's normal? Is this something that you all do with your loved ones? I don't know. Please let me know. And, and is it a cultural thing? Well, here's the thing that's also, I don't, I wonder because so on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in the first season, Camille Grammer, um, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife for people who don't know of Frasier fame and many other things, but we don't like him. Um, she was on vacation and her husband was shooting this Broadway play, I think in New York. And so he was gone pretty much the entire first season. And so she was on vacation with some of her family's friends. And there was one couple that was there and one of the guys, she like always kissed him on the mouth, like one of her friends. And I was just like, Listen, you're married. What are you doing? That shit happens here too. So in Reno, when we started hanging out with a group of people that we were hanging out with, really, uh-huh. obviously they're all white. So they, even though they're all like, it's a, it's a group of couples. And so I've noticed that the dudes and the chicks, they'll go up and kiss each other, like kiss each other's friend, like kiss the the dudes or kiss the girls that are not their partners when they're saying goodbye and hello. I told Michael, I said, listen, I don't care how friendly we ever get with these people. That's a fuck no. So, and I was like, and any bitch who tries to step to you with some, give me kiss, bye, it's going to be a problem. So don't let it happen. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because of the people in my friend group, but that has never even been a thing that I've even seen anyone that I know do. And again, maybe that happens elsewhere, but just not with the people that I associate with. And not that it's a bad thing. It's just kind of weird to me. Like, I don't know 
that Derek would be cool with me just like kissing another dude to say bye. That just feels so strange. And also like for me, a disrespectful part of, or like that would be disrespectful to my relationship. Absolutely. It just, yeah, it feels very, very strange. So yeah, that is very, very intriguing. But anyway, so after we leave Sheena and her mom at the tattoo shop, we then go over to Stout Burgers and Beers. Um, and Stassi is walking up to meet Jax. And so after some like very basic pleasantries, maybe like a, hey, how you doing? They get into yet another argument. I would just like to note, we are only into the third scene of this episode and we've already now seen these people argue multiple times. So there's that. And basically... She's just mad at him because he stayed out last night because they got into an argument. He didn't want to sleep at the house. And so he left. And then she's all like, where did you sleep? And he's like, well, where do you think? And she's like, well, I called Kristen and you weren't there. And he was like, well, I just slept outside of my car. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? You slept outside in front of our apartment in your truck. Like, you're an idiot, bro. And he's like, well, I didn't want to come in and like risk starting an argument. And she was like, are you kidding? I would not like just wake up in the middle of the night to fight with you. Like you could have just come to get in bed and like, you know, been an adult, like she always says. And I was thinking to myself, even the times that Derek and I have fought, it has never been bad enough that like he's leaving to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Either of us, like we may sleep separately or something for part of the night, but like, that's just not a thing that's going to happen. So I'm like, Jax, you couldn't even just sleep on the couch, dude. Like what is wrong? Like, just why, why did you just default to just leaving? I don't really understand that, but like, okay. It's just, it was very, very strange to me. And then yeah. she also is like, you just don't have anything together to be as old as you are. So like, I need you to get your shit together. Like if you want to stay in this relationship, then you need to like show me some progress. And, you know, in this scene, I feel like Jax does well. Like, if we didn't know what we knew now and we were watching this, it would be like, oh, my gosh, she's being so mean to him. Like, he's doing his absolute best. So I feel like he does a really good job in this first, in this season, mm-hmm. prior to the end of the season, painting himself as the victim in their yep. relationship. Yep. And it's like because like you're saying it's not normal for you guys to get in an argument and then your default be to just leave right so it's like how many arguments what is the what's the style of y'all's arguments like why is this a normal thing for you guys mm-hmm. um but needless to say everything Stassi said in the scene is correct you know you don't have your shit together mm-hmm. granted as we see up and I mean, for a while until Stassi, you know, has to get humbled. She, her delivery is always off. It's always, it's always really, really bad. So bad. But her message, you know, is it's, it's on point, you know, she's like, these are the standards and it's not even necessarily standards of being in a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. These are standards you should want for your fucking self. (laughs) And you know, the thing about an adult, the thing about her delivery being wrong too, though, is also she is 23. Like, so she's she, crazy, right? If she was in her thirties acting like this, then like, right. okay, it's probably more problematic. But like, if someone is twenty three and they're trying to like confront these very serious issues in this way, I don't know that a lot more twenty three year olds would be better equipped to do that. But not to say that that gives her an excuse or a pass, but like for where she's at as a person, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You know, and I feel like this is one of, 
and now that we're going it back going back and watching it with a different lens I feel like this is a moment where it would be very relatable to other black viewers if they were to watch yeah. the show because it's like here's this chick who's trying to hold down this dude mm-hmm. he doesn't have his shit together yep and she's trying to get him on the level that she wants him to be but then it kind of all falls back into that dating based on the potential and not based on yeah. what's in front of you but I feel yeah. like that's a lot of things and not even necessarily for the black community in general just a lot of things as women that we do mm-hmm. like we're we're so like oh if you would just do this if you would just mm-hmm. listen if you would just take my advice mm-hmm. but you know life doesn't happen that way so yeah no I agree I think for a lot of people and it's probably something that women I would say struggle with more because I don't really hear dudes talk about like oh my god if she would just xyz other than maybe like our father <laughs> like cook or clean more because that's probably the only argument dudes typically have that I don't really hear dudes say that but there are so many times that I've had conversations with my girlfriends where they're just like if he would just put his shoes away if he would just offer to do xyz then it could be so great or if he would just have more motivation i think about insecure and i think about lawrence and isa and like where they were at the beginning and she was like i know that it's there i just Mm -hmm. see it and then obviously they end up back together at the end of it because he has been fulfilled his potential so that probably didn't do us any favors damn it isa ray but Uh, also though to 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 piggyback on that, like, would Lawrence have achieved his full potential of him and Issa continue to stay living at the dunes? You know what I'm saying? He might have continued to just sit, sit there on the couch and talk about I'm all his good there. ideas. And, like, she had to be drastic, just like mm-hmm. Stassi in this instance, yeah, in order true. for him to get the fucking point. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But either way, yes, I would definitely say it's more of like a women's issue. And I think especially black women, we find ourselves in those places a lot of like, we want our men to be in a certain place, black, white, whatever. And if they're just not, we're going to do as much as we can to help you get there. But we sometimes don't know when to just like pull the plug and say like, we got to focus on like, this is the reality of the situation and not necessarily like what we want it to be and are we okay with that or not for sure for sure absolutely yeah so (laughs) switching gears into a lighter scene at uh, (laughs) villa rosa which is the name of lisa's house (laughs) but you know that's like a very common thing in england for people to do like anytime i watch things yeah anytime i watch things that are british i feel like everyone's house has a name and I'm like, how do you pick said name? Is it just like there or like, do you yeah. have to like use it? Like, I just wonder. And you know, I think things should have a name because like, I, I feel like having naming things like makes it more like, oh, like I love it. I care for it. Yeah, you have some ownership over it. Exactly, exactly. Um, There's just like with Michael's new car. I, can't, I don't think I told you he got a new car, but he got a new car. And <laughs> I was like, the first day I saw it, I was like, forest. I like forest. <gasps> like, no, forest wasn't doing it. So I named oh. it Luna. Luna is perfect. Oh, but anyway, okay. They think it's him and Taylor think it's very strange that I get wait. It. Does Luna does it have a moon roof? It doesn't. Dang, that would have been so that perfect. Been nice. <laughs> it does not. It looks like it should though. It looks like it should. Huh? We'll shoot. Yeah, we could talk about that offline. But anyway, <laughs> yes. So we're at Villa Rosa, which is Lisa's <laughs> house in the hills of Beverly, and um, so she's got all the staff. Well, not all the staff. She's got 
the Sir cast coming over <laughs> to work on the float for the Gay Pride Parade. Um, and it, it's so funny because Kristen makes a comment like, working at Sir is so different from working at any other restaurant in LA. Like, does the Olive Garden have a float in the Gay Pride Parade? <laughs> <laughs> They definitely don't. So, like, that goes to your point, Destiny. I don't know. Do other restaurants who reside in West Hollywood have floats in this gay pride parade? Was Lisa, like, the, what's the word? The catalyst for the Mm -hmm. movement of creating floats in the gay pride parade? Because if we look at it, do we even really see any other floats in this? No, there are a bunch. There are a bunch of other floats, but I don't know what they're tied to. Because I remember on one season of Shaws of Sunset, they did a float, but I can't remember if it was just like them as a cast or if it was like tied to somebody's business or something. I'm not really sure. But like, yeah, there are a bunch of other floats. I think we just don't really like focus on any of them long enough to get a good feel um, for who they are. And I wonder too, though, if like, you know, because Sir is something that's owned by like people and it's not part of a franchise, mm-hmm. if that's something that they can just have the latitude to do versus like an olive garden or something where like somebody may like think that's a cool idea but depending on the higher ups they may not get approval for it for whatever reason so and i also think too floats cost money like it's not cheap and as you all can see this flow is gonna be real bare bones it is very basic basic. and they get a lot more elaborate as we go on but i think that like even what she put together still was probably like thousands of dollars. And so I think a lot of places probably just wouldn't consider it to be like a priority versus like going and showing up and supporting or whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah. And so after we are prepping for pride, we then move over to Jax's photo shoot. So he's arriving. Jax has been a model for like at least 10 years, I think at this point, which is wild to think of um, because I don't know how successful he's been, but like, you know, he's still booking jobs. So there's that. Um, and so as he's kind of like there, he's talking to us too in his confessional and he's complaining more about Stassi and just how their relationship has been and how she's even lost him jobs because of her insecurities, which is just wild to me. And it, the part where he was explaining that he was supposed to go to Milan or something, uh-huh. there was going to be a, another female there also shooting, but Stassi yep. couldn't go with him. So mm-hmm. she emailed the client on behalf of Jack saying that he couldn't make it. That would have been grounds for fucking dismissal. Like, right. if it was Jax, that right there, that's a that's the last straw for me. Absolutely. Well, and also, you fucking her- with my money now? That's what I was going to say for her to be so pressed about him not having a job or like not, you know, be able to do his fair share. Like you're, you're losing him opportunities to make money because you don't like the fact that there's a chick there. Like, Therapy. you know, newsflash girl, when women and men model together and it's like totally fine. And if Jax is professional, it shouldn't be an issue. It's just, it screams like you're just an insecure person about your relationship with him for whatever reason, even though I don't think that he has cheated on her up to this point. Yeah. At least we know of or that she knows of. So I'm just kind of like, where's this coming from? I don't understand. But yeah. And so he's telling us that. And then Tom Schwartz, Katie's boyfriend, he shows up and starts talking about how he, Jax and Tom Sandoval became friends and just kind of, again, like really gets into their dynamic with each other, which is just 
it so just makes weird. it yeah it's very intriguing to me and the fact that like they met each other off craigslist which i don't even know if craigslist exists anymore but like i don't know <laughs> that i would have been like oh yeah let me go put a personal ad here for a roommate and like see what happens but i guess you know that's the privilege of being whatever no, totally, totally. Because yeah. people even do that on Facebook Marketplace now. Like, I will see people advertising a room and say, like, female only, like, between these and these ages and whatever. And I'm like, y'all are so bold because I would need to at least live with someone who, like, knew at least someone that I knew. Absolutely. I couldn't just do, like, a totally random person. I think the last time I lived with someone random was in college. And, like, it was college. And there was a way to get out of that if it didn't go well. So, Yeah. yeah. But because these guys didn't really go to college, I mean, Tom Schwartz went for like a hot second, but like, I guess to them, that was what this was. And so they basically have forged this friendship. Um, And then Jax and Tom are talking about Jax's relationship with Stassi and how Jax is saying, you know, she's pushing me to make all these changes and to be better. And he's like, you know, I just like basically need to get my act together to keep her. And so at this point, it seems like he's still considering doing that and ways that he can do that to make sure that she thinks he's taking it seriously. So I'm just very intrigued by that approach, considering what we see at the end of this episode. And, you know, I was thinking about this, like, even like I get L.A. and like L.A. is full of mactors, as Schwartz would call it. Um, I just can't see myself dating a model let alone mm. a budget model which is <laughs> like and that's no shade you know it's just like you guys aren't posing you know you're not walking during new york i don't even know if dudes do that during new york fashion week or mm-hmm. like yeah. on, on i don't know fucking calvin klein bull, uh ads in la or something right. so, like, would you date a model because it's like mm-hmm. almost too like stassi what did you think you were gonna get right. dating a model I mean, if Jax is going to cheat, he's going to cheat regardless of his modeling job, you know? Right. Well, and I think, too, me and you have always operated like that. Like, if a dude wants to cheat on you, or not a dude, just whoever, if someone wants to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you regardless of what they're doing. And if they don't want to, they're not going to. And so I don't know that I wouldn't date someone... Like, if they were a model, I just would be interested in, like, their lifestyle and how in alignment our lifestyles would be. Like, would we be able to do the same things at the same time? Would they have drive? Would we be able to, you know, afford to take, like, a random trip here and there? You know, like, that kind of thing. So, I mean, if you were making, like, tons of money and you were stable and had a regular schedule or at least something that like you could communicate to me, I wouldn't be like opposed. Um, but I just think that we would have to be in like a, a similar phase of life. And so at this point, the only model <laughs> I would date um, if Derek and I were ever to break up would be someone who's retired and who's doing gotcha. something else or just made a lot of money that they're living off of like a Naomi Campbell or something. So yeah, yeah it just, it's not really for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So after this scene um, at the photo shoot, we transition into the first scene of Pride. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. What a shit show <laughs> this was. So yeah. first, now that we're rewatching, I never caught this, obviously, in all the times mm-hmm. I've watched. 
in the opening like parts of this scene mm-hmm. is like it's either he's talking to tina and a, maybe yeah. Danny Shea is right there and he's like e- either it's the dress or shorts and a shirt and then yeah. tina's like oh so should i take off my shorts is that what you're saying and ken's like something like that i was like oh that is so disgusting that has hr violation written all over it yes yes it's just so weird to me because i'm like a the fact that y'all make them wear these outfits anyway is like one thing even though these dresses aren't as bad as like the paisley bandanas right but still i'm like if she's on a like on a float and she wants to be comfortable what the world like shorts like I just don't understand why you felt the need to like say anything about that. And I get that you want like some level of uniformity, but yeah, their, their clothing choices and their dictation of that for the people that work for them, this definitely feels like they got act, like they got hired as like models who serve and not like waiters and waitresses. Uh... It feels like that's what it is. I don't know if that's the case, but it feels like that. That is a very good point. And mm-hmm. I think that, yes, that makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. They don't see them as waiters and waitresses. They see them as models. So yeah. while you're here, you should be modeling. Got well, it. We want you to model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All righty. But you know, <clears throat> also just thinking of things from a black perspective, which I know this is not anything that any restaurant would ever do in LA probably, or any restaurant in general, but it's like, why don't we have a float to celebrate black history month? What are our specials? What are our deals? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why I mean, we gotta celebrate Pride, you know? Any any real like heritage month or any type of celebration month, like, you know, Black History Month, Native American or Indigenous Peoples Month, Latin American, Hispanic, like Heritage Month, I think is what it's actually like officially called. Like, I mean, there are just so many ways we could be celebrating all year long. Good. We could. And it just makes me wonder, why do we focus solely on we? I mean, they. Why is pride? I mean, I get it. They're in WeHo. So like, whatever. And I'm sure a lot of the people like waiters, waitresses, hostesses, people who come into the restaurant, a lot of them probably identify as members of the queer community as well. So feel the need to like be out there and be vocal. And because there aren't that many black people on the show or that we see crossing paths with people at Sir, who maybe they're like, not a thought so yeah Yeah. (laughs) we don't know but like i mean there i'm sure there's maybe other businesses around there that do Uh things for celebrating like other groups of people but i think because being a member of the lgbtq plus community encompasses all people Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to celebrate a lot of people at the intersections of their identity which i think is really cool too And and for those of you who are not aware of the history of pride, essentially, when you're celebrating pride, you are celebrating black people, because as we know, black people, we are the foundation of anything great that has ever happened in America. (laughs) And and for the riots that happened at Stonewall, that started with black people who identified as queer. So there you go. History lesson for the day. Okay, but anyway. Back to the scene. Um, so after Ken makes his disgustingly gross comment, Lisa is, where's Stassi? Where's Stassi? <laughs> like this bitch had a call time and she did not make it. Why is she not here? And we look over to Jax and Jack's like, don't know, don't care. And I'm like, <laughs> here we go. So this is, again, another scene in which we're getting ready to experience another fight 
between Rex mm-hmm. and Stassi. I mean, the toxicity between these two just keeps mounting. And Literally. unfortunately, it's gold. Um, so, um, in this scene, Jax and Sheena are on a different part of the float than the rest of the crew, which knowing what we know about production now and what people are calling, what's it, pulling back the fourth lens or some shit? Fourth wall. Fourth wall to -hmm. where we have insight into like the actual production aspect of these shows. Production probably did that shit on purpose, right? Right, for sure. (laughs) So in this moment though, Jax and Sheena, they did, there was a moment where they were like dancing together and it wasn't like a cool little, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was like Sheena was in front of Jax doing a little, you know, (laughs) booty pop, quote unquote, as she would call it. Truly. Um, But then also there is a shot where we see them taking pictures together and Jax has his shirt off because Ken, again, Mm -hmm. asking people to take their clothes off. He's like, dudes, you look good. Take right. it off. Stay pride. No one has a shirt on today. It's fine. Right. And then we have what's that bomb that dropped and like it was like a big deal? Was it Hiroshima? Is that what it was called? I really don't remember. I know it's somewhere in Japan. Destiny? I don't remember. And don't know. Destiny is like a fucking encyclopedia. So <laughs> to her instead of Google with all my questions. She really does. It's actually really annoying sometimes, but whatever. Okay. I think it was called Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So the bomb, the biggest, which led to one of the biggest fights of this season, um, I would say, is when Sheena goes to rub sunscreen on Jax's back. And mm-hmm. once that happened, Saucy, so inappropriate, so <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> you all need to calm down over there. And Kristen, Kristen and Katie, her little minions. Oh, oh God. Her little hearts. <clears throat> her little minions are like, oh my gosh, Jax, really? Really, Jax? There's no one else that could have rubbed sunscreen on your back? Now, let's keep in mind, you all, this is sunscreen on Jax's back. <laughs> not pulling out a condom and putting it on his dick it's sunscreen <laughs> on his back and they I mean you it, it was just the reaction was oh. so fucking extra even considering Sheena's past like yeah she's quote as Stassi would call her a home wrecking whore but it's like she has a boyfriend you're in a relationship with Jax it just goes back to Stassi's insecurities again Mm -hmm. in her Mm -hmm. relationship with Jax and him being around other women it's it's insane but what stood out to me also in this in this scene and what you all will see as you continue to watch Vanderpump Rules through the first maybe like three or the first three four seasons Kristen and Katie constantly do Stassi's dirty work (laughs) and so they make their way to the back of the float to be like really Jax like don't ask me to ever defend you again. Like, this is so mm-hmm. inappropriate. Like, why would you do something like this? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And-, and I want you all to keep this in mind. Keep this moment in mind as we move through the rest of this season. Because it's going to be really funny. It in mind. So my question is, is this really an issue? Like, if no. you Destiny were on a boat with a bunch of people and there was uh-huh. another chick who, now let's, make it pretty like similar to the circumstances and mm-hmm. chick you knew had wrecked a family but had a partner currently mm-hmm. and rubbed sunscreen on Derek's back 
Are we freaking out? No, I might be kind of like, you could ask me to do it. But I think at the same time, like, if I'm not available or if he's in a different part of the boat than me or whatever, like, it's not going to be something that I like have a fit about because like, why? Again, at this point, we've been together for over five years. So I feel like if he was going to do something like that, it would have already happened. Um, And I'm just secure. Like, I just, you know, I don't really feel any type of way about it. Like, okay, Glenn, I'm glad she helped you. Yeah. Let's move on with our day kind of thing. What about you? It was, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that way either. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Cause you know, and I, I tell Michael this all the time. If you want to do something to fumble the bag and the bag mm-hmm. is, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am the bag. <laughs> I mean, it might be unfortunate, but Hey, it is what it is. Like, but yes, right. going to the extremes that her, Kristen and Katie went to and like screaming and yelling and crying and, you know, name calling. It's just not that serious. But also, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, she's 23. At 23, I might have a different response or reaction than For I was sure. at the age that we are now. So especially if it was somebody I didn't like. And, and that also. I knew that she, even if, even if I didn't know that she had like been in an affair with somebody else and I just didn't like her, I'd be like, why are you around her? What are you doing? Like, mm. meh. just meh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so again, as you will guess. We, of course, now are getting ready to move into another Jackson Stassi fight. Um, So after the parade's over, we're back at Sir. Everyone's, you know, just celebrating, taking shots, hanging out, just, you know, continuing to, like, party throughout the day. And then, don't you know, Lance freaking Bass walks in. (laughs) And I'm just like, what is going on? My little 10-year-old heart, I was obsessed with seeing. So I was just like, wait, what is happening here? And so for those of you who don't know, Lance Bass is one of the members of NSYNC. I don't know how you would know that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he came out, I don't remember, probably like a couple of years before the show, maybe before that. But like we, I remember as a kid, we did not know how he identified. And so when he came out, it was like a huge deal. And so he has somehow in the city of Los Angeles met Lisa Vanderpump and their besties and like actual besties. And so he gives us a little quick cameo. I was like, oh my gosh, how exciting. That's so fun. And then as I mentioned, we're getting right back into it. And so uh, we go out to the back alley, the best place in the world on the show. And basically Stassi is crying to Katie about how upset she is about this whole situation with Sheena having put the sunscreen on Jax and Katie's like no you don't need to be upset like you you aren't having like a wild reaction like your relationship's on thin ice so I get why you're feeling kind of threatened and insecure shouldn't say like that but you know that's essentially what she means at that point and so Lisa is like Stassi I just don't understand why you can't just let this go and again they're at work and I feel like girl, you just got to like buckle up a little bit and like move on with the day, get through your shift. And like, when you go home, that's when you have this issue out, like not right now. Um, so I will say that is another example to me of white privilege and Mm -hmm. specifically white women weaponizing their tears. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is not the place 
It's mm-hmm. not the time. You know what I mean? Okay. Like us as black women, we don't have the option to sit behind and sit in the back alley of our job and cry because mm-hmm. someone hurt our fucking feelings. We have to mm-hmm. compartmentalize that shit and keep it moving. Exactly. But yes. <laughs> and Stassi, God love her. But she is the definition of white privilege. <laughs> Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 100%. And I feel like it's one of those things that because she is the age that she's at, I don't know that she understands what she's doing when she does that. But still, it's just like, girl, I get that you're upset, but like, chill for a little bit. Right. It's going right. to be fine. Like, nothing is happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. Nothing is con- continuing on. So just literally hush. But of course she does not. Um, So she tries to like get herself together. She goes back in, she's trying to get some wine for customers. And so she goes to the bar that Jax is working at. Now, maybe this was the only bar. Maybe it was the most convenient bar. I don't know. I feel like if I were her, I would just be trying to avoid him right now. I wouldn't be trying to like interact at all. I would just be like, let me go here and get this kind of like, get this wine from over this bar. But she doesn't do that. So she walks up and Jax is like, oh, you know, like, do you want to go talk? And she's like, okay, sure. (laughs) So we are now walking back to the back alley and Jax is like doing all these stretches, like looking like he's like limbering up for this conversation. And I'm just kind of like, okay, maybe he was just a little tight from serving. I'm not really sure. But either way, they get back out there. They're getting into it yet again. This is literally their third fight of this episode. And I am exhausted. I just don't even understand like how you have the capacity to argue with someone this consistently. It just doesn't make any, any sense. It just truly doesn't to me. And I'm like, I don't even want to be in this relationship anymore. And I'm not in it. <laughs> There's yeah. just so much going on. Yeah. It's <laughs> and in the back alley. And there's like, it's in how you're saying that you're exhausted. You can tell that in the back alley, Jax is also exhausted. Yeah. Because she starts to cry and he, <laughs> he's like, oh, not the waterworks. Please don't put on the waterworks right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, St- and like, you can tell he's just over it. You know, he just yeah. wants to move on. And Stassi, she's persistent, if nothing else, you know, mm. and. She's just like, you're so mean. Oh my gosh. How can you not admit that what you did was wrong? Everybody you admitted like- it the other night. <laughs> yeah. So those, those two. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on to the next relationship, Tom and Kristen, a really quick scene here. Tom is a typical man, child, man, emphasis on the child. Um, he's the age of a man, but the actions of a child. He has lost, or he's he's gotten his uh, license suspended because yeah. he doesn't um, open his mail. Kristen says, mm-hmm. and so when he gets his license suspended, then he gets notices for court dates, and he doesn't show up because he doesn't open his mail. And so Kristen <laughs> has to show for him around like she's his mother. And yeah. I'm like, wow. And you know, in this scene, we see Kristen being extremely irritated, and I'm like, you know, I would be extremely irritated too. Right. You're fucking grown mm-hmm. it's like what would you do if i weren't here that's how i need you to act you know yeah like, and this is like a pre-uber time i think right or it wasn't it, it probably wasn't as big as it is now yeah and it's just like you know you're having me sit around here in la gas is expensive regardless of mm-hmm. 
the economy is doing well or not. Yeah. <laughs> you got me driving around LA and then missing turns and shit because you just can't open your mail and not get your license suspended. It's All right. Yeah. And like, I can't remember. We might've already skipped over the scene where Jax is like LA or being in Hollywood, whatever. There's like this Peter Pan syndrome about dudes who never. Oh yeah. That was up. during the modeling shoot, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so, that is so problematic. I don't but know. But I think that that's anywhere, not maybe anywhere, but I think that that's a lot of places because I could say the same of Nashville. Like you have so many opportunities to just kind of like find a bunch of random younger people for men, younger women or whatever that you're interested in who like, you know, want to go out all the time or always out on Broadway. Mm-hmm. You can get by being a model here. You can do, you know, stuff, especially if you're in the music industry successfully, like you don't really have to grow up if you live here. Cause I even talk about that on Southern charm, how they're always like, you know, the men here don't really have to grow up because they're pampered by all the women. Southern Charm, though, is a little different because most of those men outside of Craig got money or come from money or something. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But it's annoying. I couldn't I couldn't deal with that on a consistent basis. You know, like you get your license suspended one time. OK, cool. You forget to open this piece of mail one time. OK, cool. But the level of irritation and the way that Kristen is describing it is like this is a recurring um, thing. For sure. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, there is no reason why you should have had your license suspended multiple times. And we've been together for five years. Like that's, that doesn't even make any sense to me. I don't even know. License suspended. What do you, what'd get? you say? How do you get your license suspended? Cause you're not like paying, like she said, you're not paying tickets or you're not showing up to things. And you know, you get so many points on your license before you can't drive. And like, when you can't drive, you can't drive for like a year. It's like a long period of time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Why the women at Sir subscribe to this, I do not know, but they did. So, because she thinks he's the sexiest person that works there, and that's no, she enough for her. Sexiest bartender in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, definitely not. But okay, Kristen. Each his own. To each his own. Um, so now we're going to mixology for Peter's birthday. Um, Peter is someone who's like recurring in the cast, but we don't really see him a lot. He's the manager, but he's also their friend. But again, yeah. kind of like a behind the scenes cast member. Yeah. So we're going to Mixology for his birthday. And my first question is because Stassi and Peter used to date. Mm-hmm. So more than likely, they also had sex. Yeah. Are you, Destiny? Show, and I get the dynamic is so different. So, like, I kind of get it, but then also I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. it's a no for me. Yeah. Are you and Derek going to an ex's birthday party? <laughs> Are you and Derek being friends with an ex? No, we don't do that. I don't know any of Derek's exes. He doesn't know any of mine. Not that I really have any to know anyway. Um, I don't know that we would. I feel like because the people that I used to like, do- like talk to or date or whatever previously that they aren't really in my life they don't live near me they're not like in my friendship circle they don't even work near me it just wouldn't be a thing that I would do and especially up to this point in my life like unless he became the ex for some reason and I'm the type of person that like once you're dead to me like you're just uh, you're cut off I don't do like I'll say hi to you if I see you but like that's it I'm not gonna like have an extensive type of situation with you just because like why 
Um, but I think that their situation is challenging because they all work together. And so like Jackson and Peter have their own relationship outside of Stassi, which is why I don't, that's why I think that they don't think that it's weird. And I would not date someone where I worked that I definitely would not yeah. do so that this type of situation wouldn't even happen because just no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Well, it's a no. It's a no. We're not doing that. <laughs> During this part of the episode, Stassi is sitting at the table with her little minions, Crystal and Katie, and she was saying, because so I think she knew Sheena wanted to talk to her, or they asked her if she had talked to Sheena, and she was like, no, but like, what am I going to say? What's up, home wrecker? <laughs> humiliating me and ruining what was supposed to be a super fun day. you are the definition of drama if i've ever seen one like stassi should say i am the drama all the time she should have a shirt with that on it i am the drama yes she should um and so then we flash over to sheena who's at the bar with her boyfriend shay and she's you know getting up the liquid courage that she needs to go talk to stassi but remember back at the beginning of the episode she didn't give a fuck what people think about her but here we are with her again trying to get someone's approval so mm-hmm. she gets her drink she walks over to Stasi. Stasi's minions allow her to get up from the table and go sit with Sheena um and in this moment I looked at Sheena's outfit and I was like good god Sheena what are we wearing it was horrific but mm-hmm. nonetheless, they have their conversation you know Sheena's trying to apologize and she was like, I'm sorry if I did this and if that. And then Stassi's like, don't say if. <laughs> like, if you're going to apologize, <laughs> like, I want you to know what you're apologizing for. And like, don't say it. Yeah. And I was like, and she was like, okay, yeah. Okay, I know. I, and it's just like, she's just so, like, she just shrinks. Mm-hmm. So embarrassing to win. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. It's. And this is a, this is Sheena. This is what we see from Sheena time after time, after time, after time. So yeah, not surprising. Yeah. It's very embarrassing. Um, But then we see Jax arrive to Mixology and he comes in off of work from Sir. And he goes straight to the bar and he downs seven shots. That was like seven, like double shots, double shots. Right. Right. That was supposed to be for the whole group of people who were drinking at the bar. And he just, throws them all back like it's water like i gotta catch up (laughs) right so that you know kind of highlights the immaturity that stassi's talking about like grow up at 33 should you really be walking in after a full day of work downing seven double shots probably not but and didn't even like try to find her to say hi first like he literally just beeline to peter to say like hey happy birthday and then was like oh my god shucks take them yay (laughs) ah and then we see Stassi sitting at the end of the bar looking hella fucking irritated. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, this I disgusted. Can respect, <laughs> I can respect it, I guess. So then after he downs these seven, seven shots, he like slides her a drink and he's like, hey, little lady. Oh like, Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> and he's like, I don't think we've met before. She's like, no, are you serious? <laughs> so freaking hilarious. So then we see them get into their last and final fight of this episode because it's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So basically they're having a conversation. The party is over. People are heading out. Um, 
And, you know, they've just been talking about how he's like, no, I'm a good boyfriend to you. And she's like, you're a good boyfriend. Like, 70% of the time, the other 30%, you're complete shit as a boyfriend. And I'm like, oh my God. Even though I still feel like 70s high. Um, but you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And so basically she's just like, you need to realize what it's like to not have me. And so, like, we are broken up. We are literally broken up. Um, and so they're kind of leaving. And they're going down the stairs and now they're just outside yelling at each other in the parking lot of what I think is the Grove. Um, And if these were black people, the cops would have been called immediately. Like there's no way in the world that you're going to be yelling at each other for what I'm sure was probably actually like 20 to 30 minutes and have nobody say anything about it. Cameras or no cameras. And so basically she's like, you know what? I'm going to find my own way home you can go home on your own, just leave me alone. And she keeps trying to like leave and like, you know, make it official and done. And he's like, no, I want to like follow after you like a little puppy dog and make you stay with me and blah, blah, blah. And then he finally kind of takes the hint and then just like backs off. And so, you know, they go their separate ways and that's where the episode ends for the day. And so at this point we have seen that this is a breakup (laughs) according to Stussy. And so that is where we come to an end for the day. Um, So overall thoughts on this episode, thank God that they broke up. I'm already over them being together and we are only on the second episode. And it's so crazy to me because like, I know that they're one of the initial couples, but you forget that they weren't actually together on the show that long at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was literally two episodes of basic just grossness. And so I'm very, very thankful that they're done. Pride was fun. Stassi overreacted to Sheena. Duh. I mean, but again, top-notch episode for sure. Yeah, definitely a good episode. My overall thoughts on the episode, though, like if I had to use a word to describe it, would be messy and toxic. Yeah. Messy and toxic. That's that's exactly what it was. But again, makes for great reality TV, especially mm-hmm. white people acting messy and toxic. Not us. So love that. <laughs> right. And it's funny, too, because I feel like especially we talk so much about how like organic these situations are. And I was like, Jax really just walked in and did that. Like, there was no producer that said, like, you go take all these shots. And, you know, Stassi, you break up with him at the end of this. Like, that was not, it was very clear from how they were interacting with each other that, like, those were real things that were going on. So I just, again, I just love it. I love every bit of it. It's so, so good, like you were saying. And so we have reached the closing portion called Savage AF. So as a reminder, or if you're new here, Savage AF is where Jalen and I will give you each our hot takes on this episode. So for me, I would say that she knew exactly what she was doing when she put the sunscreen on Jax. She knew it was going to piss Dossie off and she wanted to make sure that she could continue that like, you know, beef between them. I would say for the show, because I think in her mind, like you were saying, she likes to think that she doesn't care what people think about her. But she obviously does. But I think that she's also trying to figure out, like, how do I stay in the mix with these people? And so if they're not going to engage with me, I've got to, like, have a little bit of an in with the one person who's willing to talk to me, which is Jax. And so let me do this thing. And then that will be the way that I stay 
in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. Um, you know, my initial hot take was something different. I'm going to share my initial hot take also. But one of my hot takes is Jax was self-sabotaging. He was doing mm-hmm. it because he wanted out of the relationship, which I just got from us discussing this earlier. And yeah, like, I mean, there's probably a part of him that's like, yeah, I want to be with Stassi because she takes care of me. Right. For <laughs> but sure. like, if I could take care of myself, I wouldn't want to be in this relationship. So mm-hmm. like, let me see how far I can push her. That. But my Savage AF initial hot take is Jax is justified in taking those seven shots. before <laughs> <laughs> going up and talking to Stassi because... I mean, look at all the shit she puts him through on a regular fucking basis. Not looking at the show in its entirety, but if I'm focusing on just these two episodes, mm-hmm. if I was Jack's fuck, I would have asked for the whole fucking handle of vodka, tequila, or whatever it was that was in that shot. Because damn, sis just puts him through it every time we see them in a scene together. And I'm sure it's yeah. even worse behind the scenes, you know? Oh, for sure, for so, sure. So yeah, I feel like he's totally justified. But again, I will always go back to what has he done for her to be this way? Because I highly doubt that she's been this way the entire time they've been together. So I just wonder. But no, I agree that like I too, especially after coming off that pride situation, he's probably like, yeah. Yep. I, I need to like prepare myself to deal with her right now because I'm at somebody's birthday party and I know we're about to get into another fight. So yeah. let me just go ahead and prepare myself accordingly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We will be back next week with episode three. So until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. And if you have questions, DM us or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe to help people find us. And stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Bye, sister. Bye. Adios. <laughs>